Blog Talk Radio. everyone and welcome to the 535th edition of the Feuerstein's Fire American Soccer Show. I'm your host Daniel Feuerstein. I'll give you American perspective of our clubs, leagues, players, national team and other fabulous moments. You get your daily reading from me and some other writers now with the Red Bull News Network and uh, covering everything New York Red Bulls. But once again, this is the American Soccer Show and we talk about anything and everything here on American Soccer. Chat room is open. Come on in. Discuss amongst yourselves if you like. If you have an answer for me, I'll try to answer it to the best of my abilities. Or should I say, if you have a question for me, I'll try to answer to you uh, to the best of my abilities. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Welcome back to the greatest club knockout tournament that American soccer ever has. The greatest that we can always ask for as those clubs begin from the opening round joined by clubs in the third division to clubs in the second division and a chance to knock off an MLS side from the third round, fourth, all the way through, if they can reach that far. You know it when I play this theme song, and you know it when it's time. The U.S. Open Cup has returned. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Every year I play that song. That is the introduction song to the U.S. Open Cup review shows. And we are finally back to talk about and discussing the U.S. Open Cup and how wild and how wacky the action will be as we get back into the swing of things, March 22nd, March 23rd, for the opening round of the U.S. Open Cup. And while we have had two years missing of this tournament due to the pandemic, which was the coronavirus, I am very excited, very happy that we're going to get back into the swing of things and get back to some form of normalcy 
when we talk about the Open Cup. It is absolutely wonderful. It is spectacular. And I cannot wait, cannot wait, when we get to those midweek matches and everything and anything will go and it will be seen live all on ESPN Plus. It is going to be exciting and fun. The schedule came out over midweek during international break for World Cup qualifying. So let's go ahead and get to the schedule of the first round of the Lamar Hunt U.S. Open Cup, the 2022 edition. FC Motown of the NPSL will take on West Chester United from USL League Two, and that will be over at Montclair State University Soccer Park in Montclair, New Jersey at 7 o'clock Eastern. Hartford City FC of the NPSL will take on amateur side Oyster Bay United FC from Long Island, New York. That will be at Dillon Stadium in Hartford, Connecticut at 7.30 p.m. Eastern. South Carolina United FC from USL League 2 will be taking on North Carolina Fusion under-23s, also of USL League 2. And that will be at the SEFL Soccer Complex in Columbia, South Carolina. The Villages of USL 2, League 2, will be taking on Orlando FC Wolves amateur side in Florida. And that will be at the Villages SC Complex in Summerfield, Florida, 7.30 p.m. Eastern. And the next two games, Denton Diablos, the defending MPSL champions, will be taking on the amateur side Defeaters Kicks Soccer Club at 7.30 p.m. Central at the UNT Soccer and Track and Field Stadium in Denton, Texas. And finally, Southern States SC Stars of the NPSL will also take on the Georgia Revolution FC NPSL, and that will be at 7.30 p.m. Central, and that will be live at the Oaks in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. On Wednesday, March the 23rd, San Fernando Valley FC of California will take on Escondido FC at the Sepulveda Basin Sports Complex in Encino, California. <coughs> and that'll be a 2.45 p.m. Pacific start. Excuse me. <coughs> so that would be 5.45 p.m. Eastern on the East Coast. And then the rest at night. Lynchburg FC of Virginia taking on Northern Virginia FC, also in Virginia, at the Lynchburg City Stadium in Lynchburg, Virginia, 7 o'clock Eastern. On March 23rd as well, Ocean City Nor'easters of USL League 2 will be taking on the National Amateur Soccer Champions in the USASA Lansdowne Yonkers FC 
at Cary Stadium in Ocean City, New Jersey, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. At 7.15 p.m. Eastern Time, Cleveland SC of the NPSL will be taking on Chicago FC United, USL League Two, over the George Finney Stadium in Berea, Ohio. Miami United FC of the NPSL will be taking on City Soccer FC, also in Florida. The Ted Hedrick Stadium in Hialeah, Florida. Western Mass Pioneers of USL League Two will be hosting Brockton FC United at the Lusitano Stadium in Ludlow, Mass., 7.30 p.m. Eastern. Des Moines Menace of USL League Two will be taking on Minneapolis City SC of the NPSL, and that will be at Valley Stadium, West Des Moines, Iowa, 7 p.m. Central, 8 o'clock Eastern. Tulsa Athletic of the NPSL will be hosting Azteca FC from Colorado, Case Soccer Complex in Tulsa, Oklahoma, at 7 p.m. Central, 8 o'clock Eastern. Portland Timbers under 23 will be taking on the Contra Costa FC, and that will be at the John Chambers Field in Salem, Oregon, at 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 o'clock Eastern. And finally, Las Vegas Legends FC of MPSL will be hosting Park City Red Wolves SC in USL League 2, and that will be at 7.30 p.m. Pacific, 10.30 p.m. Eastern, Peter Johanna Soccer Field on the campus of UNLV, University of Nevada, Las Vegas, in Las Vegas, Nevada. Once again, second round will be April 5th through the 7th. Second round, Division Two and three teams will enter. April 8th, third round draw. April 19th through the 21st, third round, lower, 17 lower-seeded Division I MLS teams enter. April 22nd, the day before my birthday, round of 32 draw. May 10th through the 11th, round of 32. Round of 16, quarterfinal draw, May 12th. May 24th through the 25th, round of 16. June 21st through the 22nd quarters. July 26th through the 27th semis. In September, either the 6th through the 7th, the 13th, or the 14th will be the U.S. Open Cup Final. And that, ladies and gentlemen, starts the beginning of the U.S. Open Cup. Now, I have to say, and this is something that has to be said, We have waited for a very, very long time to have this Open Cup returning into the fabric of American soccer. We have been waiting for a very, very long time for this to happen, a very, very long time for this to come back so that we can have the Open Cup matter. We've been waiting a very, very long time to have these moments return. 
David versus Goliath. He waited for a very long time. Two years is not that long, but the truth is, it felt like a lifetime. And I, for one, am excited and happy to see what has been going on for the Open Cup and have the opening round draw finally being commenced. And even though it's taken a long time, and even though it has taken a tremendous amount of time to finally get this underway, the hope is that, and and this is no offense to any supporters of Atlanta United, but the truth is, I am happy that we're going to get ourselves, if Atlanta United repeats as champion, so be it. If we get a new champion, we get a brand new finals poster on the Twitter page of of the U.S. Soccer's official, excuse me, Open Cup Twitter page. <clears throat> it is absolutely, absolutely fun, happy, and exciting to know that we are now going to get this tournament underway. This will be the norm. I don't have to tell you about the magic of the FA Cup in England. I don't have to tell you the magic of the Scottish FA Cup in Scotland, the Copa del Rey in Spain, the Copa Italia in Italy, the DFB German Cup in Germany. I don't have to tell you anything like that at all. You know how exciting it is. When you are, your club is performing in a tournament like this, knocking off whoever's in front of you, single elimination matches, and then you get that opportunity, or you hope to get that opportunity, to take on an MLS club. <clears throat> Reaching the third, and of course facing the possibility in the fourth round, an MLS side. And you're ripped roaring, and you're ready to go. Let us be ripped roaring, ready to go for this show, ladies and gentlemen. Joining me tonight, right now, all the way from Yonkers, New York. Once again, always happy to have this club on. Always happy to have this club on this show. Lansdowne Boys of Yonkers, New York. Joining me right now, it is the assistant coach of Lansdowne Yonkers. And it's just been great to have this club to come on this show. Craig Purcell, assistant coach of Lansdowne Boys, joining me right now. First of all, Craig, thank you very much for coming on tonight. Congratulations uh, for the Amateur Fricker Award Championship that gave you the automatic berth to the Open Cup for 2022. And being from the Bronx, so basically you're my neighbors above McLean Avenue, what's it like once again for this club to reach the pinnacle of American soccer 
to get to the Open Cup? Uh, first and foremost, Daniel, I'd like to thank you for uh, for having me on tonight's show. Um, yeah, we're all really excited up up this way uh, to get a crack at the US Open Cup again. Um, something that we knew that we would be entering back when we won the Amateur Cup back in back in August. So yeah, yeah, the the excitement starting to build now. How amazing is it when you have everyone in Yonkers, mostly southern Yonkers, but I mean, I would assume the entire uh, area of Yonkers, New York, they, they know the experiences from the past. They know what it means to take on these top clubs on the amateur level in the opening rounds. And then, of course, you're going to be taking on somewhere down the line a, a third division club, a second division club. But obviously, someone wants to scratch an itch because the possibility is there to either face the New York Red Bulls or New York City FC in the later rounds. How exciting is it besides friends and family, but the entire area that they know what's coming and the the hope is it will be a nice long journey? Yeah, yeah. First and foremost, we have to try and get past Northeasters and um, our second round draw. So, like, we're not taking, we're not taking the first round draw easy by by any stretch of the imagination. But I mean, the the having a crack at the Red Bulls in New York City FC is is is, is obviously the dream. And if we could, uh, we're only speaking about this the other night, going to a friendly like a be a dream for us as a club to maybe get a couple of buses coming from come from uh come from McLean Avenue, going out to the Red Bull Arena or something like that. So yeah, yeah, it's really exciting and, and we're just hoping that, that if we can get a good run in the competition that the community will back us like it always does once we um once we start getting close to the big games. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. And of course you know, as we've already said, national amateur champions, the Fricker Award. I mean, you've won the the Cosmopolitan Soccer League four times. You've also won the Fricker Award two other times in 2017 and 19, national amateur champions. You know, Lansdowne has been, one, in most recent times, one of the more celebrated amateur clubs uh, up and down the East Coast and in the New York City area. We all know how competitive the Cosmopolitan Soccer League is. We all know how competitive uh, all these clubs are, whether it be from Yonkers, from Queens, from the Bronx, Brooklyn, Long Island, Manhattan. Um, does it amaze you sometimes that the players that you have on your main roster, they go out and they just dominate every opportunity they get on the pitch either at home or away yeah it's kind of a bugbear of ours to be honest with you that the 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 amateur game doesn't doesn't get as much um as much kind of publicity as it should because we've a we've a lot of really really good players um not just our current group but through through my time at the club we've had some fantastic players and some some guys that are just just dropping out maybe at the professional game or other young kids just just trying to come through and maybe get a pro contract and 
and sometimes they don't get the publicity. So, the I mean the the beauty of the Open Cup is that is that um, is that it gives you that little bit of national coverage. So, so it's great for our players to be able to to go out there and and, and show what they can do on the on the national stage. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. And of course, all the matches will be broadcasted uh, on ESPN Plus. And uh, I would like to think that everybody is uh, has their subscriptions ready, paid for, ready to go to watch your boys take on uh, some of the best amateur clubs or even some of the best uh, leagues right now that's above uh, Lansdowne, which is basically USL League 2 and under-23 squads. National Premier Soccer League. Uh, there's a lot of challenging clubs out there that are just above the amateur level with those under-23 squads. Have you been able to uh, scout oppositions or at least watch those who have qualified for the Open Cup to at least get an opportunity to see what they're made of or not yet? Um, not yet because we're... We're pretty busy at the moment. We're we're up here in New York fighting Mother Nature at the moment, just trying to get pre season up and running and getting fields and stuff. But but we've a very de- dedicated group of of guys uh, within our club, so we're always scouting. We're always you know during the summer last year, we're watching USL two games, we're watching NPSL games, we're traveling. We're traveling uh, to Gaelic Park. It's not too far from here to watch USL two games. We've been down to Motown a couple of times to watch MPSL games. So we're the 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 lads in our club. We're very familiar with 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 all the different teams and all the different leagues. And just with Nor'easter, we all took a big interest in in that last season because um, we had Alan McCann down there who who'd be a fellow Irishman too. So. So we'd be very familiar with a lot of the clubs around 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 the country, not just in the northeast. I know that uh where you are, um, especially McLean Avenue, uh which borders the Bronx on the southern end of the border, Yonkers starts off on the northern end of the border. Uh, tons of pubs up and down McLean Avenue, getting <laughs> yeah. down there towards Webster Avenue. Listen, look, 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 look. I ha I know what goes on over there. I know the situation. We don't have to hide it. It's okay. We're, you know, we're, we're technically, we're neighbors. That's all right. <laughs> but, but I have to say, um, you know, um, it's a great neighborhood over there, that part of Yonkers. It's always been a, uh, a wonderful community. Uh, a lot of, uh, uh, you know, arm-in-arm friends. It doesn't matter what side of the of the street you're on. It's always going to be, you know, together and uh, has a lot of fun over there at McLean Avenue, no matter which pub you stop at. <laughs> you would uh, often, often see us around the, the bars of, uh, of Woodlawn having a debrief after a lot of the games anyway, a couple of beers. There you go. That's all you can ask for. Just have a couple of pints, and then everyone will be just fine. Uh, <laughs> but I have to say, um, it, it must be a lot of fun 
uh, where you play your home matches at. I mean, I know it's somewhere between uh, New York State Thruway, uh, Sawmill Parkway, uh, where Mashaloo Parkway merges into the West Side Highway. Um, I mean, there is absolutely, you know, definitely, you know, there's a lot of uh, open space over there, which, uh, you know, by Van Cortland Park that lands down, always plays a solid home match. What's that been like for you, you know, to be like smack dab in the middle of, uh, I mean, basically, you know, just, just, just an area where you, you've dominated for probably a long, long time uh, to go out and uh, get those victories during CSL matches or even during, um, uh, pardon me, Uh, you there, Daniel? I just lost you for a second. Whoop! Yep, I'm right here. You hear me? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, uh, your question was just, uh, what's it like playing in this uh, in this part of the in this part of New York? Was it? Well, your the, the, your stadium area because it's not far. I mean, like it's in between my, uh, Sawmill Parkway and mm-hmm. uh, and the Deegan, you know, the Thruway. Um, I'm just like, what's it like to have a home field advantage like that? Uh, in the neighborhood, yeah, it's brilliant. Uh, our, our home games are in Tibbetsbrook Park, so they actually just relayed the field two years ago, and it's um, it's a nice little enclosed enclosed uh, enclosed field. Uh, it doesn't have too many lines on it. It has like proper soccer goals, which is which is always a bonus. Um, but for the US Open Cup, hopefully, if we can navigate ourselves through the the first round, we're hoping to, to to hold the second round in Gaelic Park, which which you know yourself has a lot of history, not in soccer so much, but more Gaelic football. So, yeah, yeah, there's a lot of heritage there for us as Irish people. So, I mean, I know it was it would mean a lot to ourselves and and the board members and, and hopefully people of the community to be able to hold a hold a big game in in the yeah in Gaelic Park. Yeah, absolutely. I cannot wait. So let's go ahead and take a look uh, at the schedule. Your first opponent uh, in the opening round, you will your club lands down Yonkers or lands down boys. Well, I, I still call lands down boys of Yonkers, New York, because I think that's the proper way to do it. Um, you'll be on the road down in southern New Jersey to take on. Ocean City Nor'easters of USL League 2 at Cary Stadium. Um, you know, Ocean City has had some success in the Open Cup in the past. Uh, they haven't been to the Open Cup, I don't think, in a while at this point in time. But um, what are you? what do you know of them, aware of them, and how do you think you're going to have to handle... Uh, when you get ready for that opening round matchup down in Cary Stadium, as they call it, the uh, the sand dune or the or the or the beach, the beach house. Yeah, uh, as I said earlier, we a lot of guys in our club would have followed the results a lot last year in the USL too, just with with Alan McCann being down there and a couple of the other Irish guys. Uh, so we'd be familiar enough with our club, but we do know that they. 
they they're probably going to be missing a lot of players with the the college players not being eligible to play. So we it's a, it's going to be hard to get to, to get a read on them. Um, so so we're just going to have to approach the game like it's a cup final and just and and approach the game that we're that we're playing the best the best team in the country because obviously at the end of the day it's a knockout so. So we can't be going there, down there thinking, oh, we won national titles. We're the best. We're the we're the we're the best in the country. We're not. We're a humble club. We're a humble team, and and we'll approach every team, every team. We'll give them their respect, but but we will be going down there to win and and, and get into the second round. That's going to be fantastic. And if I can ask you this question, are you bringing down the biggest fan of Lansdowne boys? Grumpy pundit Tommy Smith in the neighborhood. Are you bringing him with you? <laughs> Hopefully, if he wants to come come down, he's our he's our honorary president in the club. So, so if Tommy wants to come down, there be there be definitely a space on the bus for him. You never know. Maybe we might get a bit of commentary from him too. Why not? Love Tommy. Tommy's all. Tommy's a gentleman, that's for sure. And I love. I've loved watching Tommy Smith on the days with uh, ESPN or calling club action. So uh, hopefully he'll be with you guys, and uh, I'll be rooting along with him. So all I can say, Craig, thank you for your time. Uh, good luck in March at the end of March on the 23rd, and I uh, hope you have a great day. Thank you again, and good luck. You too, Daniel. Thanks, Amelia. You're welcome. Thank you. Assistant Coach Craig Purcell of Lansdowne Yonkers, Lansdowne Boys in Yonkers, New York, as they are going to have a hell of a situation, uh, and it's going to be a hell of a match, that's for sure. Joining me right now, this man needs no introduction. He needs no introduction whatsoever, (laughs) but I give him one anyway because of all of the good things that has happened to him, especially winning his first ever NPSL championship, and he is the owner of the defending NPSL Cup champions. It's Damon Gochner of the Denton Diablos. Welcome back, Damon. I know it's early, but you know what? It's better to be early than late, and you're going for the big prize once again. It is never too early to start kicking a soccer ball around again, so we're super excited. Uh, And listen, for us, this is uh, while the Open Cup coming in March 22nd, it still seems like we're early from it. We've been waiting for two and a half years, it feels like, uh, for this opportunity. So you're absolutely right, man. We're, we are uh, humbled and honored and uh, validated by our success in what we're doing and our mission and our purpose and, what we're, and how we're going about our business. Uh, and we're excited by the opportunity to test those, uh, those same set of principles against a whole new set of opponents uh, and potentially climb the ladder and do something crazy again and shock the world in another, in another fashion. So yeah, super excited, Daniel. I'm telling you, you know, out of all the people I've talked to, I know you've been the most patient. You had three chances. This is actually your third chance to, you know, qualify for the open cup. You were supposed to go against the Riados, the local amateur yep. soccer club, um, Back in 2020, and unfortunately, that's when the coronavirus began and you got knocked out of that one. You were originally then, for 2021, uh, a revamped version of the Open Cup, 
of course, you know, yep. not a lot of teams, but still, though, you know, you, you were ready to go and you're ready to strut your stuff and then that got canceled. And now because of the way that you went all the way last year in NPSL playoff action, now you got you're validated again, and now there's now there, there's there's no way uh, you're going to get uh, refused. You're going to take on that opening round. We uh, listen, man. It's been it's been a long time coming, and you're right. It feels like if there's any way that we can qualify, we have, and if there's any reason that the games could not be played, they haven't. So uh, yeah, we're, we we feel um, we feel like of of all of the teams in the in the in the cup that feel like they've earned their way in. To your point, um, you know, we've only been eligible to be in the Cup three times, and this is the third time that we've qualified. Uh, and, and ultimately, as the victor of our league, we, we stamped our, our name on, you know, the, the ballot is the team that wants to play in the Open Cup more than any. So, we're, you know, it's been, a, it's been a long time coming, and it's absolutely been something that we planned for every season. So, when we found out, the day we found out that it was canceled last year, I sat down with my co-owner, Michael Hitchcock, and our head coach, Ramon Raya, and we laid out a clear, clear priority for our 2021 campaign, other than success in the NPSL and achieving and doing the best we could in that competition and that season, it was doing everything we could to qualify for the 2022 U.S. Open Cup. So, you know, to be here five, six weeks away on the precipice, it just, uh, it's really, really special. And we're just, like I said, man, I'm super excited every day more and more plans and more and more of the pieces come into pu- the, of the puzzle come together for us. I want to ask you this question, though. Did you take the temperature of the town, uh, the, the surrounding area of Denton? Because I think, look, we know how super excited you are and everyone at the club is, and you're rip-roaring and you're chomping at the bit to go. What's it like from the residents or the fans of the Diablos that finally – you're about to go into the Open Cup, and you're going to play this year? Man, you know, that's a, that's a great question. We've been overwhelmed in every way that they can show us. You know, we, ha- we, don't, we, didn't, we haven't gotten a chance to play a game since we were last at Denton High School in last August, and we had 2,500 fans there. Uh, and that was the highest attendance we've ever had at a game. So, um, and we had a lot of interest, and a lot of people join our mailing list, and a lot of people sign up and buy merch for the first time. So a lot of just people joined on the bandwagon through that event. But we've had by far our strongest year of sponsorship sales in 2022 so far, and that's on the back of everything that we've achieved. And a lot of that has been people that are interested and know that we're qualified for the Open Cup, and they're going to get a chance to see their brand on ESPN+. Plus. Uh, and for a lot of local businesses, that, that carries weight and for a community like Denton that's not supported or does not support other major league or minor league teams at any significant level, this is a chance for Denton, Texas, to take part in something that's never happened. You know, the Open Cup is historic. This will be, if I'm not mistaken, the 107th edition. Um, this will be the first, you know, and, and in those 107 editions, it's, the, the United States Open Cup has never been competed for or represented by a team from Denton or in the city of Denton. So, it's a pretty special event, um, not just to me, but for the whole city. So I know the mayor is excited. We've had season ticket sales where people have mentioned uh, their excitement specifically for the chance to watch the team play in the Open Cup. Uh, and we've, we were super excited about it in 2020 and 2021. So we've made no, uh, no small feat of publicizing it and using it as a cornerstone of our marketing campaign. So people have been, our fans have been waiting patiently just like we have uh, for this opportunity. So, yeah, we're, listen, I'm, the stadium holds 1,500 
seated in the stadium in the in the actual uh, um, fixed seats, if you will. And then we have some mm-hmm. other creative things that we're going to do. So we're we're really hoping for another 2,500, 3,000 people for a lower league soccer match on a Tuesday night in beautiful downtown Denton, Texas. And I have to ask this again. I mean, you have an opportunity uh, to go deep into this tournament. There's an opportunity to take on El Paso. There's an opportunity to take on San Antonio, uh, Edinburgh uh, with Rio Grande Valley, you know, and then if you do move on to the third or fourth round, it's either FC Dallas or Houston Dynamo <laughs> or even Austin FC. Oh. Austin oh. FC. Look, I don't want to. I don't want to keep on making you think all these things, but I have to throw that in there because now you have an opportunity to grab at least uh, an opponent that is from USL Championship. Hell, I mean, even if you make it to the third round, and you might get. An MLS side, this is like, you know, the biggest of all bigs, depending on where it's going to get played. 100%. You're absolutely right, man. And so, you know, to answer your question, do I dream the impossible dream? Absolutely I do, buddy. You know, we talked about it, uh, man, it feels like a year ago, it feels like yesterday, but I've been on a show a couple of your times where uh, I've, I've said that, you know, we are cautiously optimistic, and by no means do we expect to do it but we also will not be surprised because that's the goal. And by God, that's what we're setting out to intending to do. So we make no, I make no illusions about what our purpose is. We, we, we enter these tournaments to prove our medal and to ultimately chase the prize of the highest order. And that's championships. So we do that in the NPSL. We make the exact same effort and same plan for the, uh, for the U S open cup. So, you know, I can tell you that my staff has rewards and bonuses through every potential level that they could possibly win in every competition in this season. Um, because we feel committed that last year we were su- not surprised, but there were some things that we, we didn't plan for from bonuses and things like that, and I felt bad at the end of the year. So we went out of our way to make sure. So, yes, we've thought about all the way through round eight or nine, I believe it is, So and, and, you know, making it that far and what that would mean and what we would have to do as a club and what that would mean from a financial standpoint, both positively and negatively, uh, to host games and to get in those positions. So, yeah, man, Daniel, I, I, I dream massively. That's the reason. And, you know, I'm watching my dreams come true as I watch my, you know, three-year-old humble club from Denton, Texas, win an NPSL national championship in their second season of competition and qualify for the U.S. Open Cup three straight times. So I have, uh, I have absolute faith, complete total faith and support in the, uh, in the soccer genius that is Ramon Raya. And I also have tremendous faith in the dedication, loyalty, commitment, hard work, and talent that we have in our roster as proven through the 2021 NPSL season. Uh, and I have, a, I have a lot of faith that our organization um, is going to do the things necessary to put our team in a position to find success. And so all of those reasons and more absolutely allow me to pour a cocktail on a cold January, February night and start to think about uh, the U.S. Open Cup and what if and what, what's next and who's next. And we, would, we want nothing more than the opportunity to play each and one of those teams at every level and give my guys a chance to prove that, that, they're, they're not, they're, they, uh, that they, they belong on the pitch with each and every team that we win and get the opportunity to play against. How exciting will that be when the, the buildup just continues to overflow you're counting the days. You get to March 22nd. 
you're getting ready to take on your first opponent in the Open Cup, and then all of a sudden it's like you see everybody downtown, you're getting all the phone calls, your cell phone's blowing up, the office numbers are blowing up, the team store phone is melting right on the desk because everyone <laughs> wants that Open Cup moment. Yeah, I'm listen, I'm I'm prayerful that, you know, I dream even bigger that, you know, that we're sold out and we're working with UNT to bring in, you know, portable bleachers into the end zones and working to put them on in uh next to the fixed stadium and that we're we're you know, we're calling in the fire marshal to make sure that we don't have any issues selling the thing larger than the capacity listed. So yeah, I mean, you know, I I hesitate to get too excited right now cuz I got to go to bed tonight at some point, but um <laughs> man, we like you know, not only myself, the staff, the players, you know, uh, our, our equipment manager, our trainer, uh, sponsors, everybody is extremely, extremely excited about what we think in our mind is a real opportunity to go bring some, uh, some, some national respect in, a, in another form and fashion to our humble little club in Denton, Texas. How many geek squad? Uh, excuse me. How many geek squad uh, people are going to come over to downtown Denton to set up the ESPN Plus signal at the local bars so everyone can watch if they're not able to go? No, man. Listen, we are super fortunate. You're absolutely right. We've uh, we we actually talked about that today. We're gonna have a we're gonna have a mobile uh, video board parked out on the square in downtown Denton um, that's gonna stream the game. Uh, on the square, uh, which will be super cool. So people that can't come to the game or for the people that are downtown celebrating, enjoying their night, that don't know what's going on, they're going to get a chance to watch and witness and uh, be a part of history as well. So, yeah, you know, I mean, and, and, you know, we're super thankful because the University of North Texas has absolutely amazing uh, facilities. So ESPN super excited about coming in and setting up the broadcast. Um, They have a brand-new soccer stadium that I think is not even two years old, soccer and track facility with – gorgeous locker rooms and gorgeous press boxes and a, an absolutely beautiful all-grass uh, soccer-only uh, stadium and pitch. So it's going, to be a, uh, it's going to be an absolutely epic night in beautiful downtown Denton, Texas, with your 2021 reigning NPSL national champion, Denton Diablos. Absolutely, and I cannot wait to watch that one, that's for sure. Now, your opponents for the opening round – will not be the Riados. I think we all know this. Uh, it will be Defeaters Kick Soccer Club uh, That's so cool. in the Texas area, Defeaters Kicks. What have you seen of them? What have you noticed about them? And uh, has the scouting already been taken care of? Oh, man, we've been scouting the entire time, absolutely. Uh, and we're very familiar Rayados was a, uh, an absolute class organization and been around the soccer scene in, in uh, Dallas-Fort Worth for over a decade. Um, and a lot of, their, a lot of the uh, pieces or some of the pieces of that team uh, migrated and formed into another team, and then that team essentially has, has migrated and formed into what is now the DKSC, the Defeater Kick Soccer Club. So um, very familiar with their, the, the DKSC from their youth club. A lot of they're an ECNL club and, and have a lot of success throughout their youth division. Uh, and so the first team that we're playing, we're, we're very familiar with a lot of those guys. Uh, a couple of those guys have played with us in past campaigns. Uh, a couple of those guys have played on other teams. Uh, and then before they were DKSC, they were FC Harrington. 
Uh, and we played uh, both of those teams in the Roja League, which was a local league that we played in when the NPSL wasn't competing due to COVID for uh, the 2020 and parts of 2021 seasons. Yeah, it sounds like it's going to be a fun time there, and it sounds like it's going to be a very good matchup. And like I said, I personally cannot wait to see what's going to happen and uh, to see what Denton will do. Um, are you going to, you're going to have still have the same squad um, for the Open Cup ready to go, or will it be a different squad sent from your uh, championship side from last year? No, that's what we're so excited about, Daniel. The only players that we essentially won't have available will be players that have been signed on to play in professional leagues other places. Uh, and I take that back. Secondly, we'll be missing uh, a portion um, of our collegiate athletes that will be stuck, or not stuck, I should say, but still with their Division One teams competing. So, uh, but for the most part, we were looking through our starting 11 from our national championship game. I think we'll have eight or nine of those guys. Uh, and then from our starting 18 from that, or from our 18-man from our roster, I believe we're going to have about 14 or 15, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but we're, we're doing our part. We had an open tryout last week that was, that was actually extremely successful. Um, and then beyond that, you know, you can imagine that uh, success breeds interest. And when you go and, and teams try to beat you multiple times and they're unable to, that sometimes the better players on those teams think about looking for other opportunities where they don't have to beat their head against the same wall. So we've got a lot of interest from players uh, from across clubs, UPSL, NPSL, and USL, um, that have been looking at different options for this summer and for the Open Cup specifically. So we're excited to, to, to bring a lot of our same faces that have carried us through success the past uh, three years, uh, while also probably introducing some new pieces that we're hopeful the fans will be super excited about as well. Exactly. And, well, Damon, all I can say is this. Good luck to you and the Diablos in the opening round. I cannot wait to see what you guys are going to do, and I know it's going to be exciting and a lot of fun. Thanks again, as always, for joining me on the show, and I'll talk to you again soon. Thanks, Daniel. Have a good one. Thank you, too. Damon Gokner, owner of the defending NPSL Cup champions, the Denton Diablos of Denton, Texas, as they're getting ready for their open cup opening round matchup. Um, as we move on here for the open cup review show for round one, uh, try to find uh, USL League Two clubs to join me on this show. Unfortunately, just not enough time to uh, secure something, but hopefully we'll get some people ready to go uh, once we get to the review shows of the Open Cup back in, uh, I shouldn't say back, but when we get to uh, the opening round in March. Um, and uh, hopefully we'll get some people ready to go. Um, but I want to say this, and, you know, I'm not trying to find a way to bag or to be negative towards the Open Cup committee, but, you know, it really bothers me when you claim that you're going to be producing dates of when you're going to be announcing the schedule, announcing when the draw is going to happen, the second round schedule will be formed, and then you just continue to waste the time. I understand there's a lot of questions that they have to make sure about to get 
certain things ready to go, the Open Cup Committee. But once again, it gets frustrated at frustrating when you inform the public through your Twitter account that it's been moved it's been moved back but you don't give the date of when it's going to happen i mean i i want to see success with the us open cup i want to see the success of the open cup grow bigger brighter and better that is for sure I don't want to keep on harassing the U.S. Soccer Federation, even the Open Cup Committee, of when you are going to get the schedule out and when you're going to announce the draw of the opening round of the 2022 Open Cup. Because you're making people wait. Can't you just say right off the bat, after you postpone the original date of uh, announcing those certain moments that are important, can you just do another post just to say, we're going to announce it later in this day. Expect the announcement of the Open Cup at this day at this time because not everybody's going to be on Twitter at the time that you're going to post it and then you have people scrambling trying to find when these open cup dates or these open or the schedule for the opening cup op- for the open uh, the first round of the open cup is going to be announced I know they're doing their best I know they're trying their best but you know if if I have to compare it to what goes on everywhere else around the world, especially in Europe. They have their FA Cup uh, tournaments. They have their teams. Everything's uniformed. Everything is even. Everything is going well. Everything is just on time. Here are the dates. Here are the rounds. Here are the times, and we broadcast the draws on television to show you when and who gets drawn with whom for the next round. I think that's all we're asking for. I really believe that's all we're asking for here. We're just asking for some sort of transparency. I understand our country is large, it's huge, 
and everything will not go our way until things get truly fixed. But until then, it's just being a pain in the butt when you're not con when you're not contacting the American soccer fan that wants to see this tournament grow, get respected, the respect it deserves, and not treating it like a bastard child. I think that's all we're really asking for here. I think, and so far, let me just say this. I'm not counting the last two years with the coronavirus because that's the moment where you have to admit there was a lot of things going on that was well out of everyone's control. Anything and everything to do with the coronavirus was well out of everyone's control. And Basically, I can forgive that because we're dealing with something that at the time, none of us knew what was going on. What you can do to prevent getting it or what you need to do if you're going to be going into infected areas, how to protect yourself and all that stuff. I understand that. So I cannot blame U.S. Soccer for the last two years that they have canceled the Open Cup. They tried last year. In reality, no one was comfortable enough to get that thing going last year. And now that it seems that this that the coronavirus is starting to die down and the amount of cases are of um, contraction of the COVID is finally going away. We can, you know, it's starting to go away. It's starting to weaken that finally maybe we can get back to some form of normalcy and move forward. That's my hope. That's what I wish for that I would like to see, that I would love to see. But until it's completely gone, we're just going to have to wait. But at least, thank goodness, it's starting to get better. We just have to stay strong, we have to stay vigilant, and everything else. Other than that, I would say before 2020... The way the Open Cup has been promoted could definitely be a lot better still. But the production work has been tremendous. Production work has been amazing. ESPN has been wonderful. Having them using their ESPN Plus platform has been nothing short of excellent work. And I, for one, am happy that ESPN is the right platform for the Open Cup and the usage of ESPN Plus. 
has also been excellent to watch as well. The one thing I would say is this. I would love to have seen at least, maybe, out of a certain amount of games where, I mean, I would love to see them on ESPN or ESPN2. One from the East Coast, one from the West Coast. To be broadcasted on national television. Not saying I'm going against the modern technology or anything like that. But the truth is, I think it would be nice to have an open cup match regularly on ESPN. And you would have at least two broadcasting crews discussing the open cups and everything that's been going on. ESPN had a wonderful moment when you had FC Cincinnati, when they were a part of USL, taking on the Chicago Fire, having it a scoreless draw through regulation and extra time, and then it would be Cincinnati at the Bailey on the campus of the University of Cincinnati to have all those Cincinnatians going extremely bonkers when their side defeated the Chicago Fire in a penalty kick shootout. I thought it was a brilliant, brilliant performance from the Fire and from Cincinnati until the penalty kick shootout popped up. So that's all I'm really saying about that. And I really believe, really, really believe that if we can have something like that, along with the other games that are going to be mostly on ESPN+, that would be fine. I mean, this is what you've seen when ESPN+, is doing World Cup qualifying. The majority of the matches are on ESPN+, but they will select match of the day for that specific specific World Cup qualifier coming from Europe. And I truly believe that would be the best thing. I truly believe that would be the best thing to happen to the Open Cup. And you can still have the championship final on ESPN, on the national channel. So... You know, as I've said already, we'll see what happens. And it's going to be exciting. So, all I can say is, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a great time, and personally, I cannot wait. I cannot wait to see what's going to happen, and it should be excellent. It should be excellent, 
And you know what? I'm glad it's back. I'm glad it's back. And it's getting ready to go. So we're going to have one more guest on tonight. Their time. As their club is about to get ready. To be on. U.S. Open Cup moments. Nine, eight, 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 nine. And once again, we're just waiting for them to give us a phone call. And that is the man who does excellent work up in the uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma area. And that is Mr. Sonny D'Alessandro, owner of the Tulsa Athletic, as they have returned to Open Cup action for their club. Of course, they reached the final of the MPSL Championship, losing to the Denton Diablos, but still, though, one. It's Seven. Waiting for Sonny to uh, pick up the phone so he can uh, join us. But I will say this about Tulsa takes this Open Cup seriously. They always try they always try to do their best. They always do their best bossing around their opponents. Because they go out and they do the job. Nine, and eight, eight, eight. Sonny D'Alessandro, very busy man. Of course, he owns his own family restaurant in the Tulsa area. So we're trying to uh, get in touch with Mr. D'Alessandro, and hopefully he can join in. Join us here on the 14th Fire American Soccer Show. Talk about the Open Cup. Um, once again, it's it's very exciting to have it back. It's very exciting to have the tournament back. Seven, nine, eight. And it's just a situation where everyone wants a piece of the pie. Or they 
So we're going to have some fun here. And once again, this is how I like the opening round. Obviously, 32 matches, mostly the amateur level, the under-23 level, clubs that are below the professional level are starting in the opening round, and then those winners will take on the clubs that will begin in the third division and the second division, which is, of course, NISA, the MLS Pro Next, uh, USL League One, and USL Championship. And then, of course, the third round, which will have those... 17 clubs of MLS that did not make the playoffs or who barely made the playoffs, they'll advance to the third round. And then we go to the fourth round with the rest of the MLS clubs that did make the playoffs. And then we go to the fifth round proper for the round of 16 quarters, semis, final. And see what's going to happen with Mr. D'Alessandro. And hopefully we have him on the show very soon. In one, seven. And it doesn't look like it's... Uh, he's got his phone with him. Trying to see if he'll be available for us tonight. And we'll just try and, you know, contact him. It's going to be a lot of fun. And we'll see what happens, of course. How many clubs from the NPSL will advance? How many clubs from the USL League 2 will advance? And any of the amateur clubs will advance as well. That's going to be a lot of fun. Now, for those of you who do have a club in the NPSL going to the Open Cup opening round, what we're going to do is, and you know, speaking with members of the communication staff of the NPSL. As you know, I'm a media partner with the NPSL. We're going to do a separate show this coming Friday to talk to those clubs who will be going into the Open Cup if they did not make it onto this show. And the idea is to give them a fair shot at talking about their club, the situation, what they have done, and everything else going on. It's not available. So, once again, once again, it is going to be a fun time. 
That show will be on Friday. I'm gonna. I already have people ready to go from Hartford City. Just gonna have to uh, contact other other teams to get this stuff taken care of, and then we'll uh, we'll find out what's going on. And it looks like we may have Mr. Delasandro ready to go. And here we go. And I think we have him on the air right now, the owner of Tulsa Athletic, Sonny D'Alessandro. Sonny, good evening, and welcome back to the show. Let's clear one thing up first. You can never own a soccer club. You can only own debt. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Very, very true. Who said that, by the way? That was me just now. Oh, there we go. You see? You see? The man is not just uh, an an owner of a business. He's also a whimsical man. Look at that. Well, Sonny... You know, it, it's been a while, obviously, since uh, we've had the Open Cup being played. And, you know, in the past, Tulsa's had many chances to go deep into the Open Cup. What's it like to get another shot at it, uh, qualifying for it, going in as the runners-up of the NPSL Championship Cup from last year? Um, I mean, to be honest, it's kind of a little bit of like it, it's a different situation because our – roster in the summer is heavily contingent on top level college players. So an open cup, we've got to pivot from that and find uh, the best local players sort of just in the state of Oklahoma, some guys who have played with the club before that are just finishing up and you kind of piece it together, but it serves as a really cool opportunity for guys who are looking to extend their playing career to get some tape, you know, to get some opportunities to be seen by some professional clubs and, you know, hopefully, yeah, you know, hopefully you David, David your way past a couple of Goliaths. And I always, I always jokingly say, because I, I truly believe that no team from our level under the current format will ever win the Open Cup. I just, I'm, I guess, maybe a realist. Um, but I always joke, like, really, at our level, winning the Open Cup is getting to get, getting to play an MLS team. And, you know, maybe you get a result. Maybe you're one of those one or two teams a decade that gets that, that fluky result. But, that's kind of the goal, you know, philosophically as a club, we don't ever look past an opponent. So we're really excited to have Azteca come in. I, I do know a little bit about that club. They played a team from our conference a few years ago in FC Wichita and gave them a really, really good game and they've gotten better as a club. So, um, you know, we're not, we're not certainly not looking past them. We're, we're preparing ourselves for war. So I'm a club mentality, expect all fear, none. Exactly. I mean, in the Tulsa area, I mean, obviously you've got the Drillers, the minor league baseball team that's over there. But I mean, when, and of course, Tulsa FC as well in USL Championship. But, you know, when, when they see Tulsa Athletic, I would say the engine that can, not that could, that can. Because like you said, you know, you're prepared. You're preparing every single opponent that you got to face every single season is that the scrappiness that Tulsa soccer fans love about your club and the the mentality and the mindset that you always give the players especially from 
your words to the ears of the coach and then from him to their to your players? Oh, uh, you know, I don't know. I don't think that necessarily that – you look around at who's involved at this level with clubs, and I think that's that's kind of a shared philosophy, right? Like everyone wants to go out with that mentality of like we take it one game at a time. So the next step is like where do you go from that to separate yourself? And uh, I'm not saying that we're necessarily – super unique in this way, but we, we work, we work really hard for the guys that are here. You know, we keep them on as kind of family uh, after they've left the club or if they want to take on another role with the club. And if they've got an opportunity to be to play professionally or to go to another level, we're certainly advocates of that. And if I have connections or any of our coaches have connections, you know, we're happy to leverage those to try and extend a, a player's career. So, we, we utilize the space that we take up to kind of create opportunities for the players uh, as best we can. Mm-hmm. No, I, I, I definitely hear what you're saying. And, I mean, the last two clubs that went all the way to the final uh, below MLS, obviously 1999, Rochester Rhinos Rochester, winning the yeah. whole thing. Yep, that, that, that's the only time. Exactly. And then, of course, Charleston Battery went all the way against D.C. United, and unfortunately, they fell to them. I'll still say that that second goal should have counted for Charleston to make it 2-2, but, you know, the fraudulent offside flag likes to pop up every now and then. Uh, (laughs) But, you know, the last two clubs that got that far in the Open Cup back in 2019 was New Mexico United, and they're no longer around, but St. Louis FC um, got as far as the semifinals. They fell to Atlanta United, while New Mexico United fell to Minnesota United FC. And, of course, those two were eventually the Open Cup finalists of 2019. So, I mean, and I understand what you're saying, and, and, you know, you have every right to believe that, you know, you just hope that you can go as far as you can, but... You know, those clubs, in you know, that have gone that far, why not Tulsa? Athletic. Well, I mean, again, just coming from the position of a, of a realist, you know, we're talking about teams with, uh, you know, MLS rosters, you know, multi, multi-million dollar salaries, guys training every single day, the facilities, the technical staff. Um, you know, like I said, it doesn't – it doesn't mean we couldn't catch someone on a one-off. I, I certainly wouldn't say that. I mean, I, I, look, I'm a proponent that on any given day, any any team can can go out there. We we all got to put our, our shorts and shin guards on the same way. But, you know, I don't think an MPSL or USL2 club is going to run through five MLS opponents and, and get the million-dollar bonus prize and play in the CONCACAF Champions League and then win that and then play, play Real Madrid and the – in the um, the FIFA Club World Cup, you know, I mean, like it's, there there is a ceiling. So I, I'm I am realistic about that, but you know, so again, the goal the goal for us, um, like the, the dream come true, you did it. I, I would say for me, where we're at, the level that we're at would be, you'd make a little bit of run, a little bit of a run. Maybe you clip a couple of pro teams and you get to an MLS team, and maybe you give them a game, and maybe it's one of those magical nights. I mean, I I, I played professionally with a a buddy of mine and when his career was over, he played for that, um, that Roma team in Dallas that beat 
Laredo Key, Miami FC when Romario was there. And then they beat Chivas USA, and they lost to the Galaxy in, like, the round of 16 of the quarters. So it, it can happen. Um, it, it definitely can happen. But, you know, for me and for what our club really represents, we're excited to have Azteca come in here on the, 20, the 20, uh, 22nd, 23rd. I should 20. probably have that in front of me. Twenty <laughs> third. Don't worry, I got it right in front we're, of me. <laughs> we're not we're we're not focused on lifting the Lamar Hunt US Open Cup. Uh we're 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 gonna can be our concern ourselves with preparing um our our squad for, for them coming in and hopefully on that night, uh, you know, it's a well executed game plan from Coach Coleman down down to the guys and and uh and we get the result and then We'll see what the what the draw has to say. Obviously, playing FC Tulsa in the second round is the is what my phone is constantly blowing up with from 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 people. That's the game that locally everybody wants to see. But um, you know, we we don't we just don't go there. Just it's kind of a club rule. We if we we've got one game ahead of us. We don't look for who's two or three down the schedule. So, sorry, it's kind of a disappointing answer, but. To to be honest, yes, I would love to play in the FIFA Club World Club uh, World Cup with. Uh, some some college players, but I don't I don't think even in my wildest dreams it's, it's uh, a possibility. No, listen, look, I I don't mind uh, an honest uh, an honest answer. I mean, look, yeah. Sometimes, <clears throat> excuse me. Sometimes we have to face the music. We have to face the reality of certain things. And you know, look, I like a real list every once in a while. It's quite all right. I mean, look. You know, the hope and the, and the belief is that, you know, the magic happens, you go on a miracle run, and then all of a sudden you get to the final, and then somehow you're going to make history, and then you pull it off, and then after you lift the Lamar Hunt trophy, you're going to have yourself a parade all over Tulsa, and everyone's going right, to shower right. you with gifts and everything. And I don't blame you for, for, you know, thinking like that. I don't blame you for saying, you know what, we're just happy to be in the tournament. And that's all it's really about. You're being realistic, and it's okay. It's not a big deal because, you know, you're just trying to concentrate on one match, one round at a time. And I think that's the oh, best way do. to approach it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, like, don't get me wrong. If we, if we were to scalp an MLS team, we would prepare with everything we had for the next one. You know, I mean, I, I think as, as everyone would in the field. And um, I, I actually, I think the Open Cup has made a couple of really smart decisions, and this may be an unpopular opinion, but when they decided to make it an earlier start, it alleviated the, well, not alleviated, but college players weren't allowed to play in it anymore. And I was in support of that. And the reason why is because the final is in October. So I, I, I'm a firm believer that if you enter a club into a competition, theoretically you should have to be able to feel the team if you are, you know, you should have to be able to be eligible for when a final is. And in October, those guys are already back playing their, their college schedules. So I was, uh, I was a proponent of that, even though it meant some of the storied teams um, who have competed in the past are either going to have to figure out how to get it done with kind of more of a men's league looking side, but you know, imagine the FA Cup if a team said, yeah, we're good, but all the way up until the final. If we make the final, we're not going to be able to play. Like, that, that would never fly. So I, I was in support of that alteration to the format. Um, and I, I really do. I, I hope the Federation continues to promote it because I, I think that it's, without a doubt, the most special soccer event in the United States. And it's massively downplayed. And it's kind of kind of kicked under the rug because, 
you know, we are one of the few countries uh, in the world that don't have promotion relegation. So, um, yeah, mm-hmm. we have we have we have this appetite for you know some parity. Like, let's see where these leagues stack up, and and these upsets are great because it throws a a wrench in, in into everything. So, you know, I love when the when the the cosmos the cosmos beat who they beat New, NYCFC or Red Bull in the when they when they beat him. Do you remember that game? Yeah, yeah, I remember. The Cosmos, they've beaten um, NYCFC twice. Cosmos yeah. lost, beat the Red Bulls once, and then the Red Bulls got revenge and and split that with the Open Cup. So they're basically 0-2 against the Cosmos in the Open Cup. 0-4 for yeah, 4 and because we have both. such this... We, because we yeah. have such a rigid, non-moving, fixed, system in this country it really is the only opportunity for see to see teams from different levels uh compete and and stack up against each other and i think if it's all we have you know it's brilliant it should be promoted a little bit better and i hope the federation has the courage to kind of get behind it more and you know i mean it should be sponsored it's one of the oldest competitions in the world you know each club should get yep. six lamar hunt us no, Open Cup balls, you know <laughs> so no, absolutely. Yeah, we're I, mean, I agree we're with you there. It should be promoted all the way. And the be- yeah, exactly. And, and the best thing about it is that ESPN is going to be broadcasting every game through their plus platform. So uh, you, you could always rewatch it as much as you want if you miss it the first time. So, or if you want to just re- re-remember what happened if you, it was your side who won the match going forward. So, I mean, yeah, I understand exactly what you're talking about and where you're coming from. And it would be absolutely fantastic to get more promotion for the Open Cup and, you know, for a lot of people to really care about it. I think, but I think people do care about it. I think slowly but surely, the, the people are caring about the Open Cup. I mean, if you watch the FA Cup as much as, like, everyone else does that watches the Premier League, I, I, I mean, you know, people will watch the FA Cup and they'll tune into it and, and they'll love it. But, you know, if that's the case, then the same people should be, ab- should be absolutely watching the Open Cup as much as possible here in the States. Well, and the first rounds are always the most fun rounds. Like, people oh, yeah. in the FA Cup, you know, they want to know this about the electrician who worked a half day, puts his boots on, and, you know, he goes and they get a result at Norwich City. You know, that, like, we're going to have guys that literally will have, you know, worked an insurance job during the day and then they're going to come to the stadium and and lace them up. And I think that that, that is something that you and I and and the majority of people and sports fans can relate to. I mean, they go to, they go to work every day too. So it's like, it it makes it a little bit more like um, tangible. Like you can reach out and touch it a little bit when, when you see not, not necessarily like your everyday Joes, but like just guys who still have a little bit left to give and, you know, they're moved on to doing something else because they maybe have kids or a family or, or whatever. But, you know, it's uh, it's always special, especially in the FA Cup when you when you see some of those great storylines come out and it's hard not to root for. And that's that's what's really brilliant about the, the U.S. Open Cup. And hopefully we get to be one of those storylines this year. And if we win it, I'm going to get a double-decker bus and you and I are going to ride on top of it. There we go. That's what I want. That's what I want to see. That's what I want to hear. I love to hear that. Uh, before I let you go, like you said, you're planning to take on Azteca FC. They're based out of Colorado. You're, you've seen some of their matches already. You know, you know what goes on over there. Uh, what makes Azteca, in your mind, 
a dangerous club to face uh, being an amateur team that they are. And what do you anticipate them doing to you that you're going to try and prevent them from doing? Oh, you know, I can't get too much into details. Uh, what I'll say That's is fine. I think they've gotten, they've gotten better from since, since we've seen them. I know that, you know, it's going to depend on who they bring in. I think they're pretty aggressive in bringing in some former professional players and, and bringing in some top level players. I've, I've got a few connections in Colorado. I mean, the the men's league level in Colorado is unbelievably underrated. Like there's some great, great clubs out there. So, um, you know, they're getting a good game week in, week out right now. So they're going to be, they're probably going to be pretty match fit. Obviously having played at altitude um, consistently is going to be in their benefit. Um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll get whatever tape we can get on them. And more than anything, we don't, we don't go too far down the, how do we deal with them? It's more like, let's try and implement our strategy and have them kind of deal with, with us. But um, that's all down to the tech staff and they, they, uh, I trust the way they prepare for matches and our guys will be, uh, our guys will be ready to, to carry out a game plan on the day. And hopefully they're successful in being able to do that. All right, Sonny, thank you very much for your time. I appreciate it. Good luck in the opening round against Aztec FC, and I hope to have you back on again soon. Anytime. Take care. You too. Sonny D'Alessandro, owner of Tulsa Athletic, NPSL, as we get ready to move forward. Don't forget, if you're an NPSL fan, this coming Friday, NPSL Soccer Show, first of 2022, the the other NPSL teams involved in the Open Cup. I want to thank my guest tonight, Craig Purcell, assistant coach of Lansdowne Yonkers, Lansdowne Boys, Yonkers, New York. Of course, Denton Diablo's owner, Damon Gochner, and Sonny D'Alessandro, owner of Tulsa Athletic. My name is Daniel Feuerstein. Thank you very much for listening to me tonight. And as always, please enjoy your football. Thank you. Take care. So long. And bye-bye for now.